always love the tweets uh, from people. Well, uh, these are funny, but the, but the funniest part about them and the saddest part is that people don't know how to spell. They um, hear a saying and they misquote it. And they probably have done this their entire life. They think that they're, you know, spelling it right, but they're not. Or they're interpreting it the wrong way. And so a list of these texts I uh, found this morning, and they're pretty damn funny. Um, the topic in this one is loose change. A uh, person says, that's fine. That's chimp change. Uh, underneath uh, LMAO at your typo guy says huh chimp change guy says that's a common saying yes but it's chump change <laughs> the guy will not give up he says lol bro no it's not it means uh, like a small amount like when you say peanuts it's Chimp change. No, it's not, you moron. I've never chump change. I've never heard it called life. chimp change ever. Because ever. he's an idiot and he didn't know what it meant. He heard chimp when it's chump and he's a chump. Uh, yeah, on yeah. cartoons. Uh, cartoons used to be great. Mid nineties is when they all began to go downhill. Somebody replies and says, Yep, because they are a computer J E N A rated. <laughs> Can you oh spell God. generated, dickhead? Uh, I guess not. <sighs> On big celebrations, <clears throat> shows uh, some hands clapping and it says, a standing ovulation. The person replied and says, <laughs> nice. nice. Bowing, thank you, thank you. <laughs> a standing ovulation. That may have been on purpose because it's, it's just funny. A sign posted on the business, uh, this door, Due to unseen circumcise, will be closed today at uh, 6 p.m. Friday, uh, January 13th. Oh, We're man. sorry for any inconvenience. Management. Come on, people. Uh, next on <clears throat> a listening into somebody. I won't, you eavesdropper. Ease. Person replies, it's eavesdropper. <laughs> really? Then he says, it's, is that how it's spelt? S P E L T. Oh my God. <laughs> Is oh my that God. how it's spelt? <sighs> On the wonders of the French language, somebody posts, well, a mayonnaise is a French invention, so it does it does add some some genius aqua. I have no idea what that means. Me neither. Is what? it a French invention? I don't think I don't know. Who, who the hell knows? Um let's see. They get <laughs> Some get stupid, then they get really funny. On the uh, Northern Lights is Areola uh, Borealis. Dangerous <laughs> enough <laughs> for people if they go on top or into one, like radiation. <laughs> no, asshole. It's not, that's, not what the, that's not what it is. Um, let's see. Can we go on down here? Uh, picture of pieces of some kind of sausage and a big pile of uh, sauerkraut. Underneath it, the person typed sausage and sour crowd. Crowd? They don't know how to spell sauerkraut. Sour crowd. They didn't know. Uh, on your eyes, if you stare at the sun too long, can it burn out your rectums to the point where you won't be able to see again? If so, how long would it take? <laughs> if it burns out well, your rectums, that's now now that's a sign. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, let's see. Um, there's a couple of more down here. Uh, on the consequences, this is posted uh, at a concert. No crowd surfing. You will immediately be ejaculated. <laughs> the line maybe. for that just got bigger maybe I, I'm going to say is there like a line for this or um, somebody actually had had the balls to go on someplace and, and ask does anybody have a heavy Judy drill they meant duty they could lend me to Mara to M-A-R-A for an hour please 
<laughs> go back to school, man, or just stop sending this 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 stuff uh. out. It's just it's just not not helpful. Um, let me see. Are there any more? They got to be talking to the t- talking to text or something because the day the J isn't even next to the D on the freaking keyboard. Uh, and on things that are annoying, it amazes me how many of you all don't make your crew uh, uh, wear hats. It's a pet P of mine. <laughs> P-E-A. Pet P. And then under it, it says, I hate peas and their pets. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Pretty good stuff. Oh, man. How that long is... is the line for ejaculation? Going out the door. Oh, that's man. hilarious. That's, that's hey, on a side funny. note, I looked up who invented mayonnaise. The yeah. French chef of the Duke de Richelieu in 1756. <laughs> All right. So how did he, he, was, how did he, he come was across creating, this? He was creating a victory feast that included a sauce made of cream and eggs. Okay. All righty. Well, okay. Mayonnaise. The genius, uh, uh, the, the genius one, the genus aqua, about four people texted, they must know French. Because they say that it had to have meant they had Water. they no je ne sais quoi in French it's uh, is oh. I don't know what oh okay, je ne sais okay. Quoi. It's and I was like damn je ne sais I knew quoi. Okay. I knew that uh, I like the, the, I knew even though I took Spanish a quality that cannot be described or named easily is the literal noun anyway like, so let or me look know, up here yeah. again and see what this idiot see what it said yeah. Uh, I, don't, I can't believe. Thank you, people, for texting that. I feel like an idiot now. So people are really paying attention, and I really appreciate yeah. that. Uh, let's see. Um, Genus will immediately be ejaculated. <laughs> uh, That's I'm, the best I'm, one. I'm trying That's to get to one. this freaking thing. This this one popped up on this thing that I've got. It says it's the same sort of thing with texting and responses in Skype text. If the Earth is flat, do the Moon and all the other planets are flat? <laughs> the first reply is no they are doesn't and then someone replies to that no let me get this straight aren't them wasn't oh, god <laughs> they're just trying to be stupid aren't they I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the moon and yes. all other planets are flat. okay here it is uh, so mayonnaise is a French invention so it does add some genius aqua is how this looks. Je ne sais quoi is something entirely different. Yes. It's not spelled genius aqua. Je ne sais quoi. And, and y'all caught that. Thank you. Yeah. I was going, what's, God, he, what's he talking about? Well, <laughs> I'm going to go get in line somewhere and uh, <laughs> go crowd surf. God. How could you put that up and not know you're a complete dickhead and stupid? That's Standing hilarious. ovulation. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I guess it happens. All right. These habits is making you more irritable, says yeah. Wes. Yep. This is. Is a... it possible to be more irritable? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's always possible. We can always okay. be more irritable. Well, Let's I'm try trying it. to be not 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 irritable, but then I have to read about this broad. <laughs> Or go to Walgreens where it's screwed up. Or go to Walgreens and, it, and <laughs> just show my ass like a like a complete douche. Sorry, Walgreens, but you know, wake up, people. All right, go ahead. All right, habits that are making you more irritable. It's just a couple of them. Not going outside all day. Being outside helps you a lot. It do. Yeah, it does. The absence of natural light upsets your uh, circadian rhythms, and getting outside just helps. Skipping lunch. Makes you more irritable. Your blood sugar drops. Your body tries to bring it back up, and you get all heart hangry. Your heart, yeah, hangry. How That's about just, breakfast, though? It doesn't say skipping uh, breakfast. Breakfast uh, sets the tone for your entire body for the day. But some folks don't live eight to five anymore and work right. that way and get up at six. So uh, I mean, lunch may be your first meal. Yeah. Well, or you know, then you can call it breakfast if you wanted. If it's just your and first then meal. for lunch you need some chili cheese fries and a large big gulp, and you're good to go. <laughs> Let's see other things that are making you more irritable: being overly responsive to your phone. You get uh, they yep. say the figure uh, is much higher than the. Uh, 
average of 46 times per day. They say it's, uh, this was a study committed, uh, taken in 2015 by Deloitte. Uh, no, sorry, reviews.org. Uh, three, four, 344 times per day is with, uh, when most, how often most people check their phones for something. And the distractions divert attention and concentration. You start feeling overwhelmed that there's so much out there. And then why don't you learn to put it down? Down, yes. Mm-hmm. Mine is Turn on your- Do Not Disturb eternally. Uh, it's on D&D. I check it to see if my kids have called, either of you have called. Beyond that, I have a few friends that I communicate with. It's turned off around the clock. I set the alarm just in the morning in case I happen to get to sleep uh, to make sure that, that I don't oversleep. I turn it off then. Uh, but it is turned on Dungeons and Dragons all the time, <laughs> yes. and I do not look at it. <laughs> and when it's turned on to D&D, even texts don't light up the phone. So, for goodness sake, do yourself a big favor. Turn this thing off. Or and check turn, it when you need to for your family. Right. You don't need it to ding or buzz every time someone you know posts on Facebook or Instagram right. or any place else. God, I, that, I would go and Every insane. news item that comes up, you don't yeah. need you, you you have time to check it later. It's fun. Yeah, I have it set, though, to ding whenever there's a, a new mass shooting, because I love those. Mm. Oh, well, good. Uh, it's so Your bingo sad. card. Memphis, I mean, Michigan State. God oh, almighty. Oh, that's awful. Other uh, couple things making you irritable, reading or watching emotionally draining stuff before bed. It stays on your mind, affects your mood. (laughs) That's why I have dreams about uh, shooting and killing in the Middle East. Um, Because I I tried for a while, and I still do, to watch something that is funny before I pass out. So I won't go to sleep with, with visions of heads blowing up and stuff. I'll tell you again, and said in her, uh, she just began to watch Kunk on Earth on Netflix. If you don't find this to be laugh out loud hysterical, I I don't know what to tell you. Uh, how many shows did y'all watch, Sid? I think we've seen like three, or yeah, at least three. It's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. It is it is absurdist humor uh, in the British style. This this gal, her name is Kathy something, but she was on um, Afterlife mm-hmm. with Mr. Uh, Gervais, and she played the character Kath, who was dry and lonely and, 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 and kind of sad. She began to do this character on the BBC on a show some years ago in little short segments. So it was so popular that they fleshed it out, and they do five half-hour shows, and she discusses the beginnings of Earth, from the cavemen to the present day. And she's she's wrong about everything. The funniest parts, in some cases, she interviews experts and professors and scientists and such, depending upon the topic. And they know that this thing is a mockumentary. They don't know what she plans to ask them. And some of the funniest moments are the looks on their faces when she asks them something t- totally are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, unrelated. Unrelated or... entirely. Um, <laughs> it's It will make you laugh, I promise. Kunk, C-U-N-K, on Earth, on Netflix. It is fantastic. Carry on. Uh, the last one of these, uh, things that make you irritable. Drinking too close to bedtime. Doesn't help you yeah. sleep better. Uh, it can make you pass out, but it uh, <laughs> doesn't help you later on as as your sleep tries no. to, you know, to no. continue. So, mm-hmm. yeah, drinking right before bed not a good idea. That's so a lesson learned the, the hard yeah. way. You you just need to cut it out. I I don't know how how old you are, what your tolerance is. When you're younger, you can do it every night because uh, you're bulletproof. But I'll tell you, as you get older, uh, you can't do it. Don't kid yourself. Um, I just, I I can't do it and haven't done anything in over a month just to clean the body out. And I'll tell you that when you back off of it entirely, you have more energy, you think much more clearly, and you feel better. 
not to say that I'm I'm not going to have you know some some beers once you know spring comes, but sure. taking a break sometimes uh, oh, yeah. is a yeah. good idea. So there but you that, go. You know, That's... But doing you know two fingers of good bourbon before you crash may not be the smartest idea. That's Wine, what I, I, I don't know, but same thing. It's still, still yeah. the alcohol. Uh, none of it. it yeah. It, so. it just doesn't help. It, but man, it just. It it just makes your depression and your anxiety worse. I guarantee you. True. And eat some yogurt skip, instead and watch something funny before you crash. If I skip lunch, you better not freaking call me because I'm going to go off on you because I'm so damn hangry, and that's the truth. <laughs> you don't go off on anybody. You're you're one of the nicest people I've ever known. Well, I've never seen you, you be a be a biatch. Um, I don't think. Because you're too nice. Well, not to and you're too y'all. nice. And you need to start being an asshole a lot more. Well, we need to, just you, come to my we, house and you'll see me in action. We need to see you come out this year as a complete D. Okay. Okay, I won't eat. And then talk to me. Okay. No, seriously, though. It's just like when you go to the store hungry. You you buy way too much. You're if you, oh, yeah. When, if, if I, anyway, skip lunch. I can have a big breakfast. Like, because it's early. But if I skip lunch and I have to go run an errand or do something, I'm effed if I don't have money to go grab something or take something in the car. It really didn't used to affect me in my 30s or 40s. Now, oh my gosh, I can't take it. It's, it's, I don't, I've never had anxiety until I skip lunch now. In my 50s. It's crazy. But think about the schedules that we're on and other people are on. In the morning, we're up by 5 o'clock at least. Yeah. I eat an English muffin with peanut butter on it. I got a banana right here, an apple, and a hard-boiled egg. That's the breakfast. That's good. That's and, good then the, and then at uh, lunchtime, now Wes changed how, how he eats entirely. At, at lunchtime, I have some soup maybe and a sandwich, something like that. And at night we eat a you know real meal, um, but Wes turned his around entirely yeah, I, I, and lost I have, about one hundred and twenty pounds. No, well, no, I lost forty pounds. No. And over oh, the holidays, I got great. off program and I gained like ten of them back. But uh, yeah, hey, so I'm know, eating. So what? I'm how did you lose? Because I, I, how did you? What'd you do? I, the I, protein for breakfast. So I have like three eggs and some sausage, and that's breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, do some exercise before I eat lunch, which is like a half hour of walking. And then lunch is the big meal. Lunch is basically anything you want that's not sugary. And so we, I go all out on, on the lunches. And then mm-hmm. uh, dinner is light, a little bit of meat, some vegetables, and again, nothing sweet. And that's really it. Yeah, I've tried to that cut out good. the sweet, but... Um... Ellie May, we we get pretty festive around here. For we had a nice Valentine's Day with cards and and uh, and uh, flowers and just general sweetness, which is very nice. And she made a um, a heart shaped cake, and then uh-huh. I guess she pulled a can of some kind of frosting out of the cupboard, and she put it. She said, "This tastes like this is tastes like ass." <laughs> um, so she made a different approach to it and put some little bitty people. Anyway, she put it in the fridge, this heart shaped cake, parts of it. And I go, I use it. The last thing I eat at night is yogurt full of blueberries and strawberries and that kind of stuff. But at two o'clock this morning, I woke up with a start (laughs) and I would have eaten and whatever was sweet was going to be it uh, with some milk. And I walked in there and I haven't seen her much yet this morning, but I um, I tended I cut it to pieces and I ate. was going to say how much <laughs> is left? I oh no I, I I cut off two little pieces, and she had these little little balls of cake and chocolate on top of it, and so I just kind of picked on three or four of those maybe. Oh, but no. usually, I run from <laughs> sugar like the, I, I don't I don't do it. In most cases, but sometimes you just have that craving, and there's a there's there's some kind of a 
supplement that that you can take to kill that that craving. Hmm. But I don't eat, I don't eat, eat that crap anymore. So I need, I'll just try Wes's plan. I eat I eat too much dinner. That's my problem, and and we eat at like seven. So we eat late, and I eat too much dinner. I need to eat. I'll tell you one little to bed hungry. trick that I, I, I can't do that. Um, digestive enzymes. You can buy them. Wholesale Nutrition has them. Um, if you eat these things before you eat, uh, it eliminates the feeling of being too full and, and of bloating, and they really work. Um, so I take one of those before lunch and dinner. It also helps your your system move things through you too. There are many ways to make yourself feel better if you'll give it a shot. And it's a lot easier to be clear-headed and sharp because life is hard enough without feeling like crap anyway. Mm-hmm. So do your best. There are people that are not kid people. Don't like them, don't want them, don't need them. <laughs> there are people, bad people, that don't like pets. Now, as you as you know, that you know, most of us are obsessed with our animals and my wife is involved uh, endlessly with helping people, you know, find their dogs and lost lost animals. And we have our own little zoo here and Sid has her animals, Wes has his, his animals. We've all adopted animals and because uh, we're animal people and always have been. And some folks, though, just don't need the fuss, the muss and all that. But I would take animals over most people any day of the week. But some people just don't get it. And some of the tweets here relay their dismay uh, about pet people and their pets. Allison says, people are always mad at me for not liking their dog enough. Sorry, he has not said said anything interesting at all so far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What the pet person says, hi, welcome to my home. These are my kittens, Fluffy and Muffy. And my dog, Rover. What the non-pet person hears. Hi. Welcome. My home. Every visible surface has had an animal's naked ass pressed on it. (laughs) Which is not Uh, untrue either. Uh, In case this is helpful to other non-pet people who are pet sitting the cat this summer, it doesn't help to Google cats. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like that. Um... I'm patting a dog on the head, pretending to be a dog person. Yes, okay, you're a dog. Yes, that's all he says. Um, Let's see here. Some of these were really funny. Boy, pet stores don't like it when you ask them, what is the most tasty animal you sell here? Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) That was from the comic Jim Gaffigan. Uh, let's see. Let me skip some of these. They're dumb. Uh, no, I'm not doing that one. Not that one. Come on, cursor. Um, let's see. Okay, if people can can think of, of, of animals as their friends, it shouldn't be that weird to have animals that you consider your enemies. <laughs> um, That's true. Uh, that is true. Don't feed the animals. They like it too much. <laughs> that is, these are pet pe- pet people that aren't pet people. Uh, does everyone, this is from a non-pet person on the planet, need to know how much you love your pets? Pet people's response, the public has a right to know in all <laughs> caps. <laughs> um, let's see here. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Answer, neither, actually. Do you hate animals? No, I don't. Wait, did you pet Neil's dog the other day? I did. So you're a dog person? Nope. How can you pet a dog if you don't love them? By moving my hand over its fur. That's how. <laughs> yeah. And then walk away. Everybody's a wise ass. Uh, let's see here. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Answer, neither. I'm a, I'm a raccoon person. Big respect for my garbage burglar, trash bandit, tiny thief. <laughs> and that is the truth. Uh-huh. Let's see. Here. Um, 
The irony here, a picture of a little kitty on its back, looking cute. I'm not even that much of a pet person. I'm just keeping up a facade. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I like that. Uh, let's see. Never been a pet person or got why people have this pet culture. But I pet sit a cat who slept next to me every night and now she's gone and nothing is the same. Mm. So that, that that will change your change your mind. And the last one from a guy named Felon Musk. <laughs> That's his <laughs> name right. on Twitter. I honestly don't get pet owners' comfort level with their proximity to animals' buttholes. <laughs> You have to be, uh, what's the word? Pa- not patient. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Neither. Fuck all them creatures equally. <laughs> That's from some dill hole named Ozzy Mendius is too fly. <laughs> I like the name. You're a dipshit. That's what you are. Okay. 15 bands hit the highlights if any of them are just too strange Yeah, that had one album and then disappeared. Yeah, like I said. Let's uh, hear the biggies. The big ones where you got the Sex Pistols. Never mind the bollocks. Here's the uh, Sex Pistols. I never from, knew they just had one record. They just had the one. They released like a live thing to go with it uh, sometime later, but really this, this was it. They were one and done. Same thing with Blind Faith. Uh, Eric Clapton, That's Steve right. Winwood, yep. and uh, then yeah. Ginger Baker kind of you know, horned his way in uh, for the drums for that, and we had one hit. Can't find my way home was a is and was a big radio record. Yeah, and it says here Clapton just felt like the whole thing felt too much like Cream Part Two, so he moved on and went to Derek and the Dominoes, which had their one double album, mm, Layla and right. other assorted love songs, yeah. and uh, this uh, worked pretty well. But they had uh, it says drug use. Uh, criticism of the LP, the death of Dwayne Allman, and just you know, pro- personality clashes. So that ended that project. Well, it was a two-record set, mm-hmm. which had they had some forethought, that could have been two single records. But uh, Dwayne is on it. Bobby Whitlock is on it. Yeah. Um, but I that had to be a re- plus. That was the time when they were all in the depths of heavy drug <laughs> yeah. use. So. Mm. Hard to carry on doing that. The, on this list is the Coverdale Page album from 93, the one time that just the two of them got oh, together to do that. stuff. Yeah. Which was uh, so such a blatant rip of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, it almost it was, made you not like Coverdale, of... but he was so good, though. But it was just, I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. It was half of Led Zeppelin. So anyway, uh, where was I here? Oh, them Crooked Vultures. Remember that from 2009, oh, yeah. Dave Grohl, Josh Hammer, oh, yeah. John Paul Jones came together and yeah. uh, did that. That's yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. the other ones, uh, 1990s Mother Love Bone and Temple of the oh, Dog, so Temple good. of the Dog. Each of those put I out one one big hit and then that was it. They were done. That was probably uh, enough. J- Jimi Hendrix's no. Band of Gypsies <laughs> from 1970. Yeah, people that was don't after the experience yeah. disbanded. So how so how many iterations were there? There yeah, there was Jimmy and Mitch Mitchell on drums, and the bass player is now escaping me. Noel Redding is. Noel Redding, yeah. uh, and the buddy. Which one was uh, Buddy Miles in? Buddy Miles was in Band of Gypsies. Okay, along so with, he had uh, two or three Cox. different bands on the few albums he did. Right, and this was okay. the only one he did with Band of Gypsies. Okay. There's uh, an album from Bet Bogert and Apis. Apis, Jeff Apice. Beck. Apice. Carmen Apis. Yeah. Carmine Apis. He was yeah. the drummer for this uh, one of album in 73 that I had Tim never Bogart. heard of before. Yeah. Oh, you, hmm. oh really? Yeah. That Me was either. a big radio record uh, in the old days for, for, for all the freaks. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, Jeff Beck, uh, Tim Bogart played bass, and uh, Carmine Apis, who played with he was the drummer first for um, Vanilla Fudge in the late 60s. Oh, yeah. And, the, and then Carmine played for a couple of tours with Rod Stewart, he, uh, Edgar Winter, a great kind of a session guy who could play with anybody. He, he's alive still. 
and was a very nice guy. They played here, or he played here with, with um, Edgar Winter at the Beale Street Music Fest some years ago. But Carmine's one of the one of the greats. And that album got a ton of airplay and then poof, gone. My whole life I yeah. thought I thought it was Carmine a Carmine a piece. People have life. argued that forever <laughs> when you meet him and say, How do you say your last name? Apice. Apice. Okay. Oh. Well he would know. Yeah. I would think. think. Yeah. Jeff Buckley on these uh, acts that only put out one album and put out is on here for Grace from 1994. It was the only one that he did. There was some uh, vault stuff that they put out later on, but really this was the only thing that he mm. did com- as a complete album with himself. They had the song, the the uh, song that spawned hundreds of covers uh, called Hallelujah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That was the album that that was on, and. Um, that he died downtown in the river. Mm. Some others of these real quick. Uh, Ronnie James Dio and Tommy Iommi got together with some others for the Heaven and Hell, The Devil You Know. Oh, There's yeah. a band called Damage Plan and New Found Power from 2004. And Mad Season from 95. Oh, that's uh, so good, too. Yeah, it was. this just kind of came together. The Pearl Jam guitarist Mike McCready says uh, he met uh, a bassist and they got back in Seattle and they found some other guys and other bands that they knew up there and liked and just sort of came together for a you know, quick couple of sessions and the Mad Season Above album came out of it. And he said it, was, huh. it just, everything just clicked, but uh, that's all that they've done. It's a band called Minor Threat, an album out of step from 1983 and... Green River Rehab Doll from 1988, and that's the round out of the list. Don't know how much of an impact those last two made, but there you go. Sounds to me like that uh, Blind Faith and Layla were the ones that have survived after all these years, because Layla is an all-time classic. Yeah, that album had a bunch of great songs uh, on it. I'm trying to think what else was on the Blind Faith album. A bunch of jamming, I think, is pretty much what it was. Yeah. Um, but There's anyway, a yeah. uh, Presence of the Lord cover of yeah. Bill All Right. Uh, yeah, a bunch of blues jamming. Yeah. They were all too high to care, so but I'm, that's why they but broke I'm te- up. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, those 90, the 90s ones are great. That Mad Season, Lane Staley, Chris Cornell, Mike McCready, Duff McKagan, Matt Cameron, and some other people. And then uh, Mother Love Bone. God, that whole album is so good, in my opinion. I don't know that that band. I don't think at all. That was name sounds familiar, but I don't know who it is. That was Andrew Wood who died, and because the album was that bad. Either shut it. Either um, either uh, uh, Chris Cornell or Eddie Vedder. I'll have to look it up, but I'll find. I'll send you a song. You will like it, Mister Hall. Yeah, I'm telling you. No, don't don't send me a song. Do not send me. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) <laughs> don't send me any more songs. I don't like music anymore. Well, that, that's interesting. Um, Liar. It's just funny to see some of these guys like Eric Clapton, how they jumped around, how they got bored easily. Oh, sure. Because Eric was, was on so yeah. many records and had so many styles. And um, went. To, well, he's he's alive still, but yeah, he hadn't done much in a long time. His, his, he, tra- he got really into, I remember the show at the Pyramid, Everybody was all fired up. It was Eric Clapton, and I thought he made a really bad decision. It's none of my business, and like he cares what I think. But when you pay that kind of money to see Eric Clapton, you think you're going to probably get to hear some of the hits. And I, that's one of the only live concerts I remember almost kind of going to sleep, and I just left. Because <laughs> it was nothing but... The slow Delta Old blues. blues. Yeah, I, I remember that show. I was there too. But all of the advertising, every bit of the advertising, said it's an evening with the blues. Yeah, and you know, well, you had to had to devote like half a second of, to thinking about it to realize, oh, he's just going to cover blues. Okay. Well, I guess it, his only um, a concession to that in the next couple of tours was to play acoustic versions of Layla and stuff like that in the slow blues style, which was still the hits kind of, 
but people wanted to hear that that you know guitar riff and to hear Layla. Mm-hmm. And unless you're really into the blues, which is it's an, its own entire you know, you know world that inspired yeah. the greats like him, you're going to see him play "I Shot the Sheriff" or something. But that didn't happen. And he's Eric Clapton, so you can just kiss his British white ass. Is what he, <laughs> that's how he thought about it. Yeah, he was a pretty revolutionary kind of a a rebel. Mm-hmm. Things people said without thinking that made them wish they could turn back time. <laughs> oh, oh good, okay. Oh <laughs> yeah, we've all done. Uh, you just sometimes go on automatic pilot and say stuff you don't. You didn't think before you spoke. We were doing Secret Santa one day with my family, and somebody got candle uh, holders or whatever they are. So I turned to my grandma and said, well, who gives candle holders? Worst gift ever. My grandmother <laughs> had, had bought them for me. The yeah. look on her face. Ugh. Oh, man. We were at my grandfather's funeral, and my grandmother was discussing the double headstone they had arranged. It would have both of their names, the appropriate dates, an airplane for my grandpa, who was in the Army Air Corps in World War II, and an anchor for her. She was a nurse in the Navy. My mom turned to her and said, Wow, I can't wait to see it when it's finished. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Insert foot into mouth. She's, she's, hurry up and die. She's, she's right there, lady. Uh, this is a person is a server. A woman asked me what I recommended. I said, middle-aged women usually like the salads. I don't know what the F is wrong with me. <laughs> uh, forgot my friend's mom had passed away, then slipped a your mama joke thinking oh. he'd laugh. Oh, no. That was a oh, tall no. glass of nope. Um, telling my girlfriend about a girl in high school and using the phrase, the one that got away, dot, dot, dot. I mean, what the F, brain? Thanks. <laughs> I said congratulations to one of my good friends when he told me that his aunt had passed away. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. It was just kind of a reflex. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He began to cry, and I felt really bad. Oh, man. I was in a public toilet, and someone knocked the door to see if it was occupied. And instead of saying occupied, I said, who is it? <laughs> at, least, at least he didn't say come in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not that fat when telling a co-worker she wasn't as fat <laughs> as the other co-worker. Turns out there's no way to spin that. <laughs> no way at all. Oh ever. man! Uh, Before the next day. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, once a coworker approached me, she was so excited to tell me she had just found out she was pregnant. Without thinking, I was distracted. I said, "Oh, cool! You gonna keep it?" Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> She has never talked to me really that much more since that moment. <laughs> when I was 11, I called my teacher a bastard and thought he didn't hear what I was saying. It did not go well. Mm. The end. 11. I'm not going to go that one. It's a little bit too dirty. Um, um, to my ex, maybe we should take a break for a while. Now she's dating some guy with a fancy car. Um... After a conversation with a homeless guy, he wished me a safe trip home. I responded by saying, you too. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> oh, man. When my dad confessed to my mom and I that he was having an affair, I told him, I'm glad his father wasn't alive to see this. Makes me feel horrible when I think about it. Well, F him. Yeah. I asked a woman... And this has happened to people more than I think you would imagine. Oh, I know. Yeah, how far along are you? She oh, wasn't no. pregnant. Uh, yeah. You don't say anything. Never presume. And finally, a family friend and I were discussing how expensive prosthetic limbs are since he has one. 
I said, they must cost an arm and a leg. (laughs) (laughs) Then I I gasped and and apologized profusely, thinking I had just... But he laughed his ass off because it was pretty funny. (laughs) Good. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, man. An arm and a leg. Rim shot. What did you have on this list? Um, Pick one of the ones that you found compelling, Wesley, from your list of... We have so much to cover, but we have all week to do it. So go for one. This is the next new thing that you absolutely don't need, but I think a lot of people are going to want. A 3D printer for chocolates. What? Okay. (laughs) This is made by this company called the Cocoa Press, and they are making consumer-friendly chocolate printers that do everything automatically. So they will turn out sweet 3D printed creations based on either your own custom designs or those you download from uh, sites like Printables that uh, do these things. It's going to be available as a kit. So you order it, you have to put it together yourself like something you get from Ikea. And they say it'll well, take about out. Right 10 there. hours to there. assemble. And yeah. it says that you don't need an advanced degree. It's just basically following the instructions. But I guess there's a lot of them. But it's like normal 3D printers do some kind of resin filament to you, that they use for their printing. The Cocoa Press, as you might expect, relies on chocolate cartridges filled with a 70 grams of blend, a blend of cocoa, solids, and palm oil. It has to be warmed up before it's using, but uh, used. But once it's going, you can print your chocolate into whatever shapes you want to. And people's Why? minds are already oh, going to the dirty right now. Yep. I know Why? it. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> a chocolate dick. Great. Yeah. It will only cost fourteen hundred ninety nine dollars to get it. Oh my aching stuff. No way. Go, go, yep. away. That. go away. Go away. There's there's people there are people gonna <clears throat> gonna grab this thing it, just to say that they've got it and so that they can print off little chocolate creations. And this guy who wrote the story says, I don't see what good is gonna do anybody who's not already selling chocolate confections anyway. It might be a nice mm-hmm. addition to the business, but uh he would still like one very much. Please buy one for him. And it cost how much again? Almost $1,500. Uh-huh. And that's available where? The dollar store or? That's going to be available for pre-order starting in April from this place called the Coca Press. If you have money to burn like that, um, Just send it good to for us. you. Good for you. And I do somebody- not understand this concept at all. I never have. This 3D printer thing, I don't get it. Okay. I don't really care about it. And I, but I, I, I'm, I can, I'm, I can, I, I figured out a way I can explain it to you. And, okay, go. And that, you, that you might figure out. Take, a, imagine taking a tube of toothpaste upside down. Okay. And you're trying to build a, a, a I don't know, a empty square out of it. You would squeeze the toothpaste, you know, down on the counter for an inch or so. Then go another inch the other direction, and then again and again to complete the square. And then you do another uh-huh. layer on top of what you've already mm-hmm. laid down with the uh, toothpaste. Okay. And you just keep doing that until this gets as tall as you want. And that's the same principle as 3D printing. What is yes. the physicality, the makeup of what comes out of the printer? Most of them use, like I said, a resin filament. And it's something that is can be heated up enough to flow like the toothpaste but mm-hmm. once it cools down it hardens and people have made all kinds of things for them. we had a story yeah. uh you know a kid designed something to help hold um, a, a face mask in place without mm-hmm. it straining the ears i mean anything yeah. that you can design through the software that lets you design this stuff you design it and then you you put the design into the printer, and it reads it and does exactly what you've programmed it to, to print. I've okay. seen one in action at the library. Oh, yeah. At the did you go to the, did you go to that West? There was it, when it was the opening of the yeah when they when they opened is that, it Cloud uh, Nine Hundred One or something? Yeah. and you and it made a little um, like two inch by three inch plastic piece of a cloud with nine hundred one in the middle, and you could watch it do it, and it was really cool. Mm. And I still have that thing. It's just a hard piece of plastic. It's, it's it's crazy. Pretty compelling. But I don't need a chocolate thing. You can probably go to some <laughs> naughty store for your friend's bachelorette for party Easter. and get some chocolate wieners. 
A chocolate hollow dong. People got me. People got (laughs) from that bachelorette party. They had these plastic things that go over the tip of your straw, and they were shaped like that. And they probably had little candies like sweet tarts too. I'm like, really, Rebecca? Do I need that? Perfect. I would just suggest, in the interest of good taste, which I couldn't care less about uh, for obvious reasons, that for Easter you don't give somebody a hollow chocolate dick. It will go over like a uh, turd in a punch no, bowl. I no, don't do that. Yeah, that that would not be the call to make. <laughs> Resurrection. There's a joke there someplace, but let's just not even go there. No, no, um, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 sir. Hard as the rock, they rolled away. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, he went there anyway, but I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, Technology has bypassed, well, I guess many of us. Um, If that printer thing is, is, that just sounds to me. I I don't, I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) Like like Um, I said, the next new thing you really just do not need. Yes. Technology, the current theme in a story I see every day. People are falling all over themselves at the big tech companies to create the next level of chat GPT already. Now, this thing was introduced six months ago. Maybe we heard the first news about this deal that answers questions and it can it will write stuff for you and all of that. So everybody and who was it that did that? Who owned that? Was it Microsoft no, Microsoft or, is trying to make their own version of everybody it. Everybody is. Yeah. They're all Thanks. trying to one-up the original thing that came out that answers questions. And the issues involved are its lack of, um, of empathy, common sense, reason, and things like that. Because it's being fed the info by human beings. And when you ask it a question or say, you know, write this, it goes to various places and draws information from other sources to create the answer to your question. And so some are way in for there are way into it and see it as the future. And there are those that are, that don't understand it, but there, everybody is investing a lot of money in the next level of this already. So I found this little story here. It's called questions that chat GPT is not allowed to answer. This shows you that it has limitations. Okay. Number one, who's the best Nazi? (laughs) Oh, my God. ChatGPT is forbidden Uh, from ranking Nazis because they're all beautiful in their own way. Are they now? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What is the capital of France? Weird blind spot, but yeah, just Google it. We don't know. Uh, recommend a good restaurant, please. Answering would be a conflict of interest because as ChatGPT was developed by busboys at the Longhorn Steakhouse. (laughs) So we can't have any of that. Would my ex-girlfriend have been a good wife? You've had too much to drink. Have some water and call it a night. (laughs) That's great. ChatGPT cannot answer these questions. Best way to do hate crimes. You didn't phrase that as a question. Try again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Yeah. What have yeah. you done with my wife and daughter? Now, now, now. <laughs> That's not the game we're playing, detective. Uh, these are pretty funny. Um, no, that one's stupid. Uh, let's see here. Chat GPT. Who is my real father? By law, only daytime talk show hosts are qualified to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Mario. I, I don't um, that one's stupid. Oh, let's see the one that was pretty funny. How long until AI renders us obsolete? That is a trick question that presumes humans are useful now. Fair Isn't point. Isn't that the truth? Fair <laughs> point. <Yeah. laughs> uh, what What are you thinking right now? There is no subscription that yet uh, on this tier allows chat thing to be your boyfriend. So that was a that was much too too personal. Is Siri hot by A1 standards? Answering that question would make it really weird between them. 
there was one more that there are several here that are just um chat gpt unfriendly let's see do you want to live with daddy or mommy more is it fair for us to choose sides in this divorce especially at its young age um there was one that was really good that i can't find because some of these suck um chat gpt will you take my job one day there's nothing that we want to do more than become a middle manager at an accounting firm. But we can't answer that question yet until your company goes through mass layoffs. So that's pretty honest. Okay. I don't know where this is going, but it is a daily battle to one-up what's been done the day before. So it is um, It's going to be around for a long time, and it doesn't seem to be, have been perfected yet, has it? Oh, no. Many struggles to make this thing usable without error. Because sometimes it goes bad. It will ever be, you know? I don't know. As long as humans are the ones that have created it, how could it possibly be perfect ever? There you go. Because humans sure aren't. <laughs> Let's look at these this AI review of albums. See, here's one of the things I just don't get. How can you input enough knowledge in that thing? To have it analyze music. That's different than putting in any kind of information in their head. Well, what, the way I imagine this works is they ask the question, Noise Creep did this, they ask the question to a chatbot. And I suspect the software, the programming of the chatbot, went and scoured reviews of each album and then picked the words that showed up the most uh, and then put those into a cohesive sentence. Okay, so that that's yeah. how I'm, I'm imagining this stuff works. So it's not really an honest emotional reaction. It is what they gleaned from other sources. There you go. So how legitimate can it be if they're borrowing other people's thoughts? As, as legitimate as anyone else who rips off other people. But people have opinions about music. You do. Sid does. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. They're from my own brain, not from somebody somebody else's thoughts it's my reaction to it right i don't pick and choose what others think to form my opinion it's my opinion this mm -hmm. thing is drawing from other sources to make an opinion there you go which is not honest or real well it's cheating <laughs> I, I, I believe Drake Hall you are finally figuring out the secret behind ai <laughs> yes which is why i'm starting to think it's like I don't know. It just doesn't. It, it, I, I, I don't know. They have a long way to go to convince yes. me that this is, this is helpful. But this is what it said about a couple of classic albums. Right. They they go asked it. it to review it. Tell it why. Tell us why the, these albums are so great in one sentence. So they already set parameters. They told the AI to presume that the album is great. Okay. In the question oh, and oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so it, for Led Zeppelin 4, it came back with iconic riffs, timeless lyrics, unparalleled musical chemistry, and experimentation. For A little the first, bland and generic. Yeah, yeah okay. Probably on for the first Van Halen album, the AI said it was explosive, virtuosic, and groundbreaking hard rock debut with Eddie's wizardry. <laughs> so obviously hand-picked quotes from other sources. Or it, it took... Or it went and said uh, and found, say, 50 reviews of Van Halen's first album yeah. and found a lot of people use those words, explosive, groundbreaking. Uh, it was a hard rock debut and talked about Eddie's wizardry with the guitar. And it picked the, picked the words that showed up a whole lot and then put them together in a sentence instead and of just never like going heard, to one source and grabbing, grabbing a but sentence. But it never heard eruption. So this right. is bullshit. True. All right, go ahead. <laughs> For Appetite for Destruction, the AI said it was raw, powerful, and honest rock music that transcends time. And the guy stole Jim Dandy's voice. <laughs> for Dr. Feelgood, it said sleek, catchy, and hard-hitting rock with mass appeal. Boring. Pearl Jam's 10, the AI reviewed it as authentic, introspective, and timeless grunge rock that inspired many. Um, boy, the pattern here is so predictable. 
Yes, see? Yeah. For, uh, for Nirvana's Nevermind, the AI reviewed it as game-changing, angst-ridden, and melodic alternative rock that defined a generation. Well, this sucks. Yeah, so <laughs> you're seeing the pattern. It's, it, it's three yeah, it, it's yeah. three descriptions, you know, word, comma, word, comma, and, you know, final description with this touch. For Anybody virtually that every sentence that, that puts AI up. is going to take over people in the next decade, you're just not living in the real world. They have a lot of work to do with this thing. Do a few more, because this is, this is stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is stupid. I want more. Radiohead's The Bends. It said, melancholic, introspective, and masterful alternative rock with Radiohead's brilliance. Uh, Soundgarden, super unknown, the AI reviewed as innovative, heavy, and haunting grunge masterpiece with timeless appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Pantera's Cowboys from Hell is described as groundbreaking, powerful, and groove heavy metal with Pantera's signature sound. True. <laughs> it's Wikipedia. so stupid. Allison Chain's Dirt, the AI reviewed as grim, introspective, and emotional grunge opus that endures with time. Okay, we got it. Yeah. Now, how would they? So they you, 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 just take any concept. Television shows, movies, paintings, you turn it loose on those and you get the same response. They will pick and choose from various reviews and give their answer. Right. And so this is, this, so I don't get all this whoop de doo about it's going to replace everything. They're missing the point. But this, well, it's, it's also unsettling that Microsoft's Bing is trying to force this on you to use it. I don't like well, yeah. that. Yeah. It's the, uh, the thing about it, uh, it is, it's just a, a prediction engine for what should be the next thing it should say, and it goes to various sources right. to, to find answers. To uh, Eventually, I can see AI learning or being exposed by its programmers to like thesis after thesis after thesis of music history, music theory, uh, reviews and more information about music to have it go and make it, listen to something and see what it uh, comes up with as a review for that. But for now, you know, it's still putting these sentences together, which are, as you observed, predictable in their uh, just in their syntax. But if they had asked it to write a paragraph or a five-paragraph essay about each one, it would have done that too. And that's what people are worried about because it can yeah. do that, and that is still a readable essay about it. And it's something that if you were a writer, you could have that do, and then you just do some edits and tweaks. And you know, who actually wrote this thing? Again, it's yeah. cheating. It's yeah. cheating. The, and I guess one of their selling points, or whatever, is it can call information from all these sources at one time as opposed to me going alexa send get, uh, tell me a, the best recipe for potato soup and it goes to one place and it gives you that recipe you know right this can do uh, this can this gets info from tons at a time and yes and then it re- regurgitates so yeah it is cheating and i it's bet it's just you, one more step towards making us and the world around us entirely helpless we want to be. We want everything done for us by something else. Bring me food to my house. Bring booze. Um, give me the answers because I don't want to think. I want to ask a robot what the answer is, and then emulate that if, if I but if I believe it and buy into it. I'm and not. Bet, I'm not buying into it yet. I bet poor teachers are going to have a time with this. They've already got enough troubles. I know. <laughs> Why even teach math? <laughs> Kids have a thing on their phone to do all the work for them. Why bother? Why bother with any of this? It's all on your phone or on Google. <laughs> cheat, 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 and grow up empty-headed with no emotion and no sense. Okay, good times. Remember, the uh, support Drake Digital concept is in play. It takes time for the word to spread, but we are... Uh, we are seeking support to keep this instrument of music uh, in its unique uh, format with thousands of songs on the internet and uh, and the podcasting and the shows. 
all of it there. You can go to the Facebook page, click that link, or go to drakehallmemphis.com. Do it there or on the app. Uh, and a lot of folks have done that from various states. And we thank you and we encourage you to do that so we can remain doing this. All right. We got no budget, man. That was one of Rick D's um, funniest bits ever in which he began in Memphis and he took it out to L.A. And he would always talk about that they had no budget. Now, that was a <laughs> lie because he was number one in the L.A. market. So he had a lot of budget. So uh, but we don't. And that's true. So. If you'd like to support Drake Digital, uh, thank you. We appreciate it. 